0: welcome to episode four of the better than yesterday podcast this is your host angelo kelly today is a very special episode as we welcomed our first guest to the show ricky villagomez we talked about ricky's fitness journey his turning a passion into an actual business and how he's managing that as a side hustle also while maintaining a lot of success in corporate america We talked about how he balances everything and just his fitness journey overall. So he is a photographer. You can follow him on Instagram at slick underscore studios. And he does a lot of shooting along with video work for people in bodybuilding and fitness related fields. And he's also branching out into weddings and portrait style work as well. So he's been operating his business for about a year now, and he mentioned that he's worked with 35 people, which I think is really cool. I first got into contact with Ricky um, going to college together at Eastern, and then about a year after we graduated, he reached out to me to take some photos of me doing CrossFit-style movements. So he didn't charge me for these or anything. He just really wanted to do something different and do something He's never done before, which I think is so awesome that he's been putting himself out there. We also talked about how he's grown his Instagram from zero to over 11,000 followers today. And that was mostly just selfish of me because I wanted to find out how I can grow my new Instagram and that's Angelo underscore Kelly dot biz, which is my new Instagram that I've been trying to grow with my YouTube and podcast style stuff that i've been putting into there so i look forward to releasing this episode i think we had a really good conversation um thank you so much to ricky for coming on the show and i really just want to hear your guys thoughts i think it was a awesome conversation and i'm glad to have ricky on all right, we now welcome to the podcast Ricky Villa Gomez. Um, he is our first guest, so it's pretty exciting. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Excited for this.
0: Awesome. So let's just start off with a little bit of background about yourself. Who are you and what are you doing right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, the main kind of thing about me is I have my side business, Slick Studios, um, which I need to kind of dive into it, but just a little bit about me. Uh, born and raised from Connecticut. Moved here after college where me and Angelo met, uh, played lacrosse there for about four years, and then graduated, went into corporate America. Definitely something I'm still doing, and I do like and enjoy, but um, I do have always had a passion for photography and, and did it in high school for a long time, and that turned into a need, and which kind of opened up to Slick Studios, and now I've been doing that. Actually, officially hit a year uh, this past Sunday, so I've been doing that for a year now on the side, um, and that's just what I love doing, and we'll see what happens down the road.
0: Awesome! Congrats on the year anniversary. Yeah, That's really cool. So, what got you started into fitness?
1: Um, so it's a funny story, and I'll, I'll be straight, fair, honest. So, I just was always like small and skinny. Um, wasn't born with like genetics or like natural crazy strength. Like you see some of these like fifteen year olds that can just deadlift like six hundred pounds. Like I just wasn't like that. So, um, it really just all started. After, so my parents always had an LA fitness membership, and then my mom got like a free training session, so I went and did it for her. and I was getting, getting trained by like a female trainer, and she's like, Have you ever benched before? And I said, No, so she's like, All right, let's go do that. And I said, like, Okay, and we went and did it. I thought it was gonna be like easy. I was like, I do push ups all the time, whatever. And the bar just fell on my chest, <laughs> I couldn't get it up, and she had to pick it up. <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing for me, oh, and I was like 15 at the time yeah 15 so like get yeah, right into sophomore year of high school and I was like that's never gonna happen again so it pretty much just the whole I want to be stronger I want to be bigger that's what kind of like got into it and I would take the cross in high school so I also did it for sports but it really wasn't until college um where I really got really really into it like mm-hmm. in high school and stuff it was just like all right I'll go three days a week that's how I made it work but in college it became like an obsession um, and my best friend Matt Lee was the reason that the door kind of opened because he just came in, me both hit him and, and I faced off, and he was just huge and strong from 18 years old. And um, he really opened up the gym for me, and that turned into an obsession, which later turned into finding my own path just because he always did the bodybuilding stuff. And that really wasn't my style. So uh, I eventually found powerlifting and bodybuilding together, and it's mm-hmm. commonly known as powerbuilding now um which is what I've been doing the last 3 years um so that's kind of been like my big my big story around my fitness and stuff.
0: Awesome, very cool. And I remember both of us came in as freshmen and the weight room at Eastern was like <laughs> the size of my kitchen right now yeah. and we had all the all the equipment is rusty and yeah. you're just waiting for everyone to get done but um it was cool it ended up turning into like a 24 hour fitness yeah, yeah, yeah. where I would see you guys in there at 10 at night or be in there on a <laughs> Sunday yeah.
1: The thing is I think Angelo's being a little nice like his kitchen's a lot bigger than <laughs> the uh, actual gym size that we had at Ed Eastern um now it's a beautiful facility good for them and stuff which is going to help attract talent and stuff mm-hmm. but before it was literally the size of a closet um, Yeah, I mean, to the point where, like you're saying, we worked out so late and stuff is, I have to think was our freshman or sophomore year, our our lacrosse coach, uh, like, banned us from working out, (laughs) because we would would do, like, we'd have have lacrosse workouts, and, like, we'd half-ass them, just because, like, they -hmm. weren't, like, uh, they were, like, basic training stuff, so then... We were like, all right, well, when you do a bar doing stuff, so, but we weren't allowed to go in the gym, so we would put our hoodies in because there were video cameras, and we would tie them tight, so we'd always have our hood up, so you couldn't see our face, and we out at, like ten o'clock at night and finish up at eleven thirty. Oh, geez, that's awesome. It was great. I miss college for those reasons. Yeah,
0: I remember Matt always coming back, and um, he would be bummed out because he would go to the gym and he'd come back like ten minutes later and be like, "Coach saw me. Like, I, can't, yeah. I gotta go back later." Yeah, yeah,
1: so it's. It's, it was rough back then, but towards the end, it got a little better, and they understood like what we enjoyed doing. And to be honest, the way we trained just benefited us on the field, so I mm-hmm. didn't see a problem with it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So um, what got you started in the Slick Studio? So you mentioned you've been going strong for a year, but yeah. what was your main motivation for starting that? Yeah, so
1: I did photography in high school for about four years with my high school newspaper. Um, I did a year about it into college, but really just wanted to focus on college career and and lacrosse and stuff so mm-hmm. took a pause on and left my camera up in Connecticut and, and didn't really worry about it too much um but it really wasn't until Matt just wanted to kind of build his social media um mm-hmm. and build his presence there and like the talent and, and like the online training and social media stuff and being like a fitness influencer um that I would back down my camera and last year when we went to Texas it was kind of like the start of it mm-hmm. and a lot of people asked me to take photos for them and yeah, I, they always saw me and they wanted to work with me and just cause they needed some it, it was a big market at that time and it still mm-hmm. is to this day but um, I kind of saw that as like yeah I'll help you guys out no worries but it really wasn't until like I started coming across people's images and people's profession about what they're promoting and just the overpricing of like the, of photos and videos I mean like I was finding people who charge like $150 for five photos mm-hmm. for average quality and I was just like, wow if I just you know I, these college kids all these other people want professional photos but they don't have the money to provide that so mm-hmm. for me it wasn't really because I had my career doing what I do it really wasn't about making money mm-hmm. it was more of like I want to be known I want to be network. I want to network with people I want to just kind of grow that stuff so really it was finding a solution and that's what Suck Studios is um, mm-hmm. I, you know I, I try to deliver high quality work at a reasonable price that anyone can deliver and anyone can afford so Mm -hmm. um just the demand in the market really and just the growth of the fitness world itself is what really started six studios
0: cool that's awesome and so what goes into actually editing these photos i see you do a lot of side by side on instagram and it looks so cool but i'm not really in the photography world so (laughs) i don't know
1: uh it takes time um I use two software programs, which are very common, Adobe Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop. Okay. Um, so, it, it, I mean, I would say for, like, one photo, it takes, like, anywhere between, like, an hour, hour and a half to really, like, get it the way I want to go, and that's, like, I'm just very, like, niche, and I want it to look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, you got to... Uh, I I usually try to shoot pretty good where my manual settings are already, like, if I just presented the image as is, it's pretty good. You don't really need to do too much. Yeah. And that's the crazy part about technology these days. It's just already, like, it just saves you so much time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it just... Going through Lightroom, and then if there's any, like, cool texture or, like, light streaks or anything, like, that's fancy and stuff, I'll open up Photoshop and do it there depending on, you know, what I want to make it look like.
0: Very cool. So you have... A lot of things going on so I saw you purchase a home this year yeah you're engaged um you work full-time how do you balance all this stuff
1: um it's it's difficult but it's just kind of like prioritizing what's important to you Mm -hmm. um and Abby and Abby I do have a little (laughs) Corey. it's Pacha so he's my family so Abby and Pacha are the main priority and stuff so I really Mm -hmm. wouldn't be doing that if it was affecting that but you know Abby finds a good balance in what I do and she supports everything that I do so yeah, uh, she's almost a blessing and helps me with my photos. So any really, any photos you see of myself, it's ninety percent Abby just clicking. The- <laughs> I set her up, and I put the settings, and I just like just press the button. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just time management and finding um, and planning ahead and stuff. So usually I have people reach out to me, um, and I try to set up the shoot like no closer than two weeks, like out okay. and stuff, just because that will give me time to figure out my calendar and make mm-hmm. sure I can fit them in. Um, But, you know, sometimes you get the random, like, hey, I really need you today. Like, I need to set set it up. And it's, you know, just having a supporting family like Abby just lets me, like, yeah, I understand. You got to go do that. Go ahead. Um, And to be honest, it goes back into her because, you know, we are have a a wedding to plan and we -hmm. have a mortgage to pay. So it is kind of go back to it. But, yeah, it's just finding what's important to you and putting them on paper and kind of just figuring out, making sure the order is followed.
0: Yeah. And I think that's great advice because, um right now this for me it's a side hustle and i know slick studios for you is a side hustle as well yeah. eventually i want it to be my main focus i want to create youtube videos i want to do this podcast mm-hmm. and really just create all the time and work for myself is that something you see yourself doing eventually
1: um you, you know like i get that asked a lot and I'm mm-hmm. not the only person like people uh, i shoot with people at work my, my bosses they always mm-hmm. like, see my stuff now and, It's very, because I never thought it would be growing that fast in a year, but, um, you know, the time will come, and the thing I, the one thing I always tell everyone is, whatever happens, happens, and it's meant to be, it's meant to be, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I don't want to force anything, but at the same time, like, Slick Studios, the reason I love it so much is because it stands behind something of, like, I will deliver high quality products at a reasonable price, so Mm -hmm. if I, like, go full time, um, there has to be enough volume for me to also keep that image and kind of the way my company is just because i don't want to have to go to those become that person that charges 150 for five photos or stuff because yeah know, i get it for why these some of the photographers out there have to do this because it's days it or it full time and stuff so mm-hmm. um but that's also why i'm trying to divert my portfolio and not just be fitness related so i have done like portraits i have done lifestyle um I'm diving into engagement, like, wedding stuff soon, so um, that's kind of, like, the area if, you know, that was in the, ye- I don't see it happening in a year or two, but, like, mm-hmm. three, four, five years, like, if that networks itself and spans out, yeah, I can see myself going full-time with this, but, um, like, we mentioned earlier, I have a family, I have a mortgage, and stuff like that, so those things need to kind of add up to make sense.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people want to rush everything. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, when I first started making YouTube videos, I'm like, all right, how can I monetize this really quick? And it doesn't work like that, especially when you're growing an audience. It takes a long time. Not a lot of people might look at your stuff at the beginning, but I think once you start to make, make that impact on people and you have a lot of people who are regular consumers of your content and really want, especially in your business, that you're doing um the same people on a regular basis, I think it really starts to turn into something special, but it's not gonna be overnight. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. Nah, nothing hap- nothing great happens overnight.
0: <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone who has a camera and wants to get started?
1: Um, I'd say like the I think some of the biggest mistakes I see out there is people just buy a camera, invest in it, and then they like they, they pay the most expensive thing that's like four or five grand, mm-hmm. and they just go and try to get shoots and stuff. They don't know yeah. how it works, they don't know how it operates it. I The biggest, I, I'd say, the advice is make it a hobby first, fall mm-hmm. in love with it, like, create, just create, and it it will come in time. Like, I, I know how my camera works because I've spent so long with it, and I've been mm-hmm. doing it for four, now it would be five years, of doing, working with it, so... Just fall in love with the actual photography itself, videography itself, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of see where it takes you. Network with people and stuff like. So this year, my first year, is I shot, I've worked with thirty five different people. Oh wow! Now, That's like awesome. thirty five same people, thirty five different people. Uh-huh. Um, and I'd never imagined that was gonna happen, but a lot of the the beginning of it was just putting myself out there and taking my time and making sure my craft was good enough for me to actually advertise it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was worth it. My price was reasonable. You know, like, when I first started shooting, I think I charged, like, for five photos, like, $20. Okay, And it wasn't, any, like, and, and they were good photos. Like, anyone can purchase that. Yeah. You know, and it's, so it's, I, I see too many people who just kind of going right at it and be like, all right, yeah, so let me get, so for one photo, I'll charge you 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Or for an hour, I'll charge you 200 And it's just, like, it's just not going to work like that. You need to be able to credibility first mm-hmm. um, and just show your worth and stuff like that. So don't rush anything. Take your time. It'll happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you find any challenges, like, when you first started putting yourself out there? Were you getting like any negative feedback or haters or <laughs> anything like that
1: as so everyone's gonna be a critic you just have to accept that yeah. um, as long as you can stand by your work that's all that matters and you know, to be honest like there's some people's work out there I see and you know they don't charge they, they don't they're not a they don't do a business they do it as a hobby and mm-hmm. their work is great and stuff so um, it's really just about staying in your lane don't focus too much on people critiquing people are gonna always critique and um everyone loves being a critic it's like the same thing you go to the movies you love to see if you're gonna love the movie or not or go see the the movie trailer so yeah um i you just gotta kind of not worry about it too much so and and just put your head down and sometimes you're gonna see the comments and just don't look down like keep going next post yeah next post but um yeah in the beginning i just made sure i had a portfolio kind of of what i've already done and accomplished and I, um, some of the shoes were free some of the people I just took photos of and mm-hmm. put that together and then kind of started making a business from there
0: yeah and I know you reached out to me about a year ago yeah, when, yeah, when you, you first did, started yeah
1: that when we first started yeah because I never I never took photos of CrossFit and so like I can't if I said, "Hey, pay me something," there's no what's the what's the value for you? Like I've never done it before. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. I took of like, okay, let me see how I can do this. How can my camera operate? It can it come out like stuff good? Mm-hmm. And if I can do this, can I offer it for more people? And yeah. And like back then, like I didn't like those photos to be honest, and mm-hmm. I would have never charged someone if someone from CrossFit came and asked me to shoot for them. Mm-hmm. But now I know how it operates. <laughs> so
0: yeah, exactly. Now. And I think like just putting yourself out there for free like telling people hey can I shoot some photos of you um people are really receptive of that like I want to help other people who are putting themselves out there as much as you're helping me by coming on this podcast so Mm -hmm. you're my first guest which I think (laughs) is awesome that you've been you've been able to come on and just share your insight but I think like so many people are willing to just kind of help you along the way especially if you're just getting started um like my advice to anyone is just like just start just do something like zero one is always going to be more than zero so if if you need to reach out to that first person and say hey I don't care when your schedule is like when's a good time I'll do this for free like just let me take a few photos of you and if it doesn't turn out the way you like that's fine like you can find someone else Mm -hmm. and I think there's a there's definitely demand for this so i think it's really cool what you're yeah, doing i think a,
1: a lot of people just worry about too much what people think mm-hmm. um, and just aren't okay with rejection mm-hmm. um which you know it's a it's a real it's a real situation and stuff but i, I think if you're gonna if you know you want to do something like you have to do something different mm-hmm. if you want something new like it's just you can't be doing the same thing over and over again so taking that risk and taking that lead especially like when you're young and stuff like I'm only 24, I'll uh, be 25, like, next month, but it's, it's like, I'm so, so young right now, but mm-hmm. I can't be doing this when, like, I'm 40. Like, you have to do it today and just do it. Yeah. Nike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome advice. Yeah, and I think um, the faster you get started, the faster the process is going to be. Not that you want to rush anything or start to, to put yourself out there if your work is in high quality, that you're charging Mm -hmm. it like you said a lot of your competitors are charging way more than they should be and you're giving that fair price yeah yeah. but your experience now your experience you're working with people so i think that's that's really cool Mm -hmm. and then one um selfish question i wanted to ask for myself (laughs) how'd you grow your instagram so you have like eleven thousand followers i saw this morning
1: that took a lot... People think, like, I just had that account for, like, a year or two. I've yeah. had that account for... So it used to be RV Fit, which was my, like, fitness stuff. And really, I started that just to track my stuff to, like, see how I'm progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started that four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like Slick Studios and, like, everything. It just takes time. But I think the biggest advice that the last... I think the last year and a half is really where it grew tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that's because, like, I found a niche. Um, photography, videography. There's... There's really when it comes to Instagram, there's a lot of the same stuff now. Especially mm-hmm. like since it's been around for I think it's been around for almost ten years now. It'll, mm-hmm. If not, it'll get there. Um, but it's about finding like your niche. For me, there's there's not too many Peruvian powerlifters that do photography and videography. Yeah. In Pennsylvania or even like the Northeast itself. So uh, it's just finding valuable content. And I, I think a lot of people would just try to post every day, post every day. And I think like you know the more you do, the return's going to be there. Yeah. Um, it's really just. Trust if you feel good about something, then mm. post it. But don't just try to recycle and recycle just to keep engagement up and stuff like that. Engagement will come if you post something that's really like recognizable or relatable to someone. Like I think the beginning I was very, very relatable to a lot of people because mm. not many people are born with genetics or born with yeah. the struck and crazy strength. So seeing, like, my progress and seeing myself put myself out there just had more people being relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, now with the photography stuff, like, that's... Everyone loves a good picture of a corgi, and that's so how yeah. it that helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah.
0: And so you mentioned... Um, I just wanted to get into fitness a little bit with you, because that's something I'm really passionate about. Mm. So I do weightlifting. You mentioned... You do more power building. Mm -hmm. So what's your training look like?
1: Um, So right now I have a nine-week split that I created of uh, just percentages of, like, power things, so squat, bench, deadlift. Okay. Um, So I currently bench three days a week, squat two days a week, and deadlift one day a week. Okay. Um, Now, depending on how I feel, I'm really good at, like, stretching, and I'm very, like, self-conscious about Taking care of my body because the older as we get, you know, more fragile we're going to become. So I foam roll, I stretch, I do some, sometimes I don't even take an off day. Like I think I went two weeks without an off day and I was fine. Mm -hmm. And like I did it yesterday just because like I knew I had a deadlift today. So, Mm -hmm. um, but so I will like, let's say today for like deadlifts, like I'll have deadlift in the beginning and I have four sets of whatever working three or four, whatever, whatever the set and rep range is with the percentage of my max that I'll be working with that day. And then once I finish deadlift, I'll go right into, like, the bodybuilding portion. So, usually for deadlifts, I correlate that with back. So, okay. I'll train back, and I'll do, like, my bodybuilding stuff with it. But um, I've recently been following uh, The Daily Punk from Julian Smith. Okay. Uh, he's known as, like, the quad guy on Instagram. Okay. Um, but his workouts are killer. I mean, it's, like, time under tension training. So, okay. um, it's really it's, – it's progressed a lot. Like, powerlifting and, like, bodybuilding together have – like double my leg size like Mm -hmm. it's insane so um it's brutal so you really do have to take care of your body and like Mm -hmm. stretch eat right foam roll all that good stuff but you're gonna see results and i love it
0: so so do you have any plans to compete or do you just want to be behind the camera um
1: i love being behind the camera which i'll always do forever but i do see myself competing one day in powerlifting me i just if i'm gonna do it I want to win <laughs> so like I need or like somewhat close to it like I, I don't want to not get a medal at least because mm-hmm. you have to pay a lot of money in, in, yeah exactly so um I am working on increasing like my numbers and stuff so okay. once I get in like a good place because right now I'm at 164 body weight which is like a, I think the 74 73 kilogram class okay um which is like a, a fair fair class to kind of compete in so I need my numbers to go up and once I get those i probably see it in the beginning of 2020 or mid 2020 okay I don't
0: think this, time, this year. Okay. And I competed in powerlifting as well. So I can tell you um, when you are powerlifting, there's so many different federations yeah, that yeah, when yeah. you go to a meet, chances are you are going to win because the category will be like age 20 to 24 body weight category. Okay. <laughs> like it's so it's broken down into so many different segments. So I would say like, don't, Hinder that From competing Yeah ads. I've seen a lot
1: of people A lot of people Like who compete Just says, just do it Like you know We'll love it and stuff It's not about like winning And Yeah I know it's really Not about winning But I'm very hard on myself Yeah And like This is just me personally Like everything yeah, exactly. I do So Who knows Maybe I'll do one this year But I will 100% do one in 2020 Awesome like, I, I just love The whole squad Deadlift and bench
0: Yeah And we're both college athletes So I see the competitive yeah, yeah. side Where you want to win At everything you do yeah. I'm the same way all right, well, that's all I had. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, you guys can just follow me on Instagram or check out my website. My Instagram name is Slick underscore Studios. If you put Slick, you'll probably just find me. Okay. Um, and then my website is
0: slickstudios.com. Okay, awesome. And I'll link all that in the show notes. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, and- thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. So Ricky dropped a lot of knowledge in that interview. So I'm very happy that we had him on and I could pick his brain a little bit. I do have to work on next time getting the sound quality a little bit better so I notice his voice isn't as loud as I'd like it to be. I think that's just on my part of where I put the microphone so I'll definitely work on that in the future. And again, follow Ricky at Slick Underscore Studios on Instagram, he has a very professional looking page. He does a lot of edits and really shows you how he does the edits which I think is very cool. It's definitely a different side of photography that I'm not familiar with. So I enjoyed learning from him. And I just wanted to take a brief second now to talk about how you can support the podcast. So I don't have any sponsors or ads or anything like that, but I would just ask you guys, if you liked the episode so far, please leave it a rating on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's five stars, it doesn't matter if it's one star and you hate it, but just leave me a review, leave a rating. And that's really how people are going to find the podcast. So I appreciate you doing that. And again, please just follow me on my social media and my YouTube account. I've really been putting a lot of stuff out there and will be continue, continuing to release these episodes every Sunday night. So you have them on your commute on Monday or where whenever you listen to podcasts. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much again to Ricky for coming on and. Yeah, we're going to end it there. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys.